Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. The martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drink Jokes and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadano, and with me as always. Richie Byrne, I'm not happy. Why are you happy? Look, I don't know. That's the well, clearest I've ever Joey seen. Wants the, Joey wants the thing down, but then it looks like I'm bald. So yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows you got a very full I, thick of Irish. All I have left hair. is my fucking hair. Okay? <laughs> I finally found a venue that, like, I'd be happy if it was like this, bro. You ready? Just the hair. <laughs> hey, Mark. <laughs> I'm talking the Richie Burns wig. And today. <laughs> a little wet still, from, but uh, I'm there. I'm there. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm a little hungover. I'm... Yeah, well, you know, birthday boy yesterday. I, I turned the big six zero. The big, yeah, well, you don't look a day over 58. So <laughs> I, told, I asked my kids, or actually Angie asked the kids, they go, how old do you think daddy turns tomorrow? And this was on the 11th. And uh, Axel goes, I don't know, 68. And Duke goes, 70. And I'm like, I don't feel a day over 60. So I guess I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Well, that's good. But, but you had a nice day. You ate some wings. Oh, I ate so many wings. I was crying at night. My stomach hurt. It was so I was so bloated. <laughs> I was chugging beers and eating wings like I was 20 years old. Again. I tell you, you had, we had a great birthday guest for you. Oh, my God. Richie Minervini. Just, oh, wow. What a show. So goddamn funny. Just a, a million stories. He yeah. Even, and you were saying he didn't even hit, uh, hit the edge of the iceberg. He called me today. <laughs> and I said, Richie, what's up? And he said, <laughs> I think that many liked it, but I'm not sure. It sounded happy. Everyone's right here. And Mark. And Mark. And Mark. <laughs> Kevin Downey Jr.'s uh, uh, ex-wife used to call him Pooh Bear. I thought that was the greatest. Oh, that's a great name for Richie. He is. He's like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. If you ever share a condo with him, he walks around with a shirt and no pants. No way. Really? <laughs> no, no. Because that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> You're going Winnie the Pooh style. Oh, I'm. <laughs> I got my honey. I got my honey. Oh. So we got a great show today. We have an awesome show. Should we just? I mean, I think we need to bring him up. But I mean, I know that Christiane says happy birthday to you. Oh, Her happy birthday was last week. Um, I know that we say it's a great show today. We always say it's a great show. But I know it's because but we only bring in the finest guests. We do. We're very lucky, you and I. Because, yeah. and, and, and 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 Joel, because we we met some great people doing this, yeah, doing comedy, and it was what we talked about when when we first talked about doing the show was Jesus. We know some of the best, some of and, the most and we fun. knew that we wouldn't have to do a lot of work. Just my goal in life, really. <laughs> Thank you, Bill, for the birthday. Bill Barrett. I grew up with Billy Barrett. Oh yeah. And, yeah, he comes on every day. He's a good guy, man. Thank you, Bill. I love it. So let I mean we don't we don't have normally we do something like uh dropping names or shameful promotion. We got nothing today. No, we're just because we know we have a good guest. We gotta run. We gotta run with it. We gotta run with it. So let's get him out here. You bring him out, Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all give a big round of applause for our guest, Tim Grumpier. Tim you look amazing. Oh, thanks. It's I don't have any light on in here. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're in quarantine. Yeah. And right. you look uh like your hair is freshly cut. You're wearing yep. a starched shirt. Yeah, how do you do that? I cut my own hair. You I haven't look at this. You can't really see it. Look at I... Buddy, like... I'll cut it for you. I did I'm doing my neighbor's hair. I wear a mask and gloves. Oh shit. I, I lice all their heads. <laughs> Do you That's really what I'm doing. cut the neighbor's hair? <laughs> I did. I cut my neighbor's hair. Yeah, I know. You know, you guys know me. I got to look. I've lost five pounds in quarantine. You're the only person oh, I hate you, bro. I found during it. a quarantine. Yeah, well, my kids eat all the food. No. So it's not hard. Did you guys... <laughs> shit, I wish I had told Joey. Did you guys see, see, see Sabathia? 
Oh yeah, it looks good. He finally oh my got in shape. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! It's like I never, I can't, I didn't. That guy was like a fat tub of goo. His I whole to, career. He used to be my favorite baseball player because I go, look, I'm built like a professional. Yeah. Athlete. Now he retires. You got to see him. He's jacked. Yeah. <laughs> now he doesn't have to waste all that time playing baseball. He can lift weights. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, his, you know, his wife's worried. She's like, what's he getting in shape for now? What, th- yeah. what does this mean? Yeah, really? <laughs> she just fired all the nannies. But did you really lose weight during this? You fuck. I did. I lost a little. All right. Yeah. Well, listen. all right. Well, let's talk about how we can put that back on. The first yeah, thing no. we do at every show is talk we about our drinks. Drink. What are we yeah. drinking? I got my drink of quarantine has been uh, Tito's and Tito's and ginger ale. That's why you're so thin. Really? Tito's never, ginger ale, little lime. I've never done vodka with ginger ale. Oh, you know what's great about it? it your stomach the next morning doesn't irritate at all. You know, it's funny you say that because my problem with ginger ale is I only drank it when I was sick as a kid. Right. So now whenever I drink a little ginger ale, I feel sick. Oh, really? Oh, they don't, they don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not the vodka. It's the ginger ale. No, it's the, it's the Irish. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, why would you waste beautiful vodka with it? No, I'm kidding. No, it's, it's yeah. great. I've had that or red wine. That's what I drink. Those are my two drinks. Yeah, cool, yeah. man. All right, yeah. nice. Well, thank you for the drink. Mark, what are you drinking? I, I have a special drink uh, just for Tim Crompier. Uh-oh. Um, because you are gonna, you are go- if it doesn't get canceled, you're gonna be here on June sixth at Barnegat, New Jersey, playing lefties at Soul Joel's gig. So Am I? I have ship bottom Barnegat Lager. <laughs> that was a long way to go to have yeah. a drink. Listen, listen, I'm not exercising. I'm stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Here's I'll be here. Might be doing lefties. I can pretty um, guarantee you that I'm not doing lefties, guys. Hey, hey, let me tell you something, Timmy. When it's a Joel gig, it's not canceled till the day of lately. Yeah. Joel refuses <laughs> to accept. They have to zoom me in. I'll zoom in to do the show. He actually had me drive all the way out to Royersford last Friday to do a gig, an outdoor gig, and it rained and they canceled it. <laughs> tornadoes and i'm or, drinking my uh my go-to my johnny black on the rocks you love you johnny go. black man wow black. you're very consistent love it i respect it what about the blue do you like the blue love the blue but uh, 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 yeah i'm on unemployment i can't <laughs> but i'm gonna be going down to the uh to the uh to the green soon or whatever no what's the one below black red, red. i'll be red. going red before you know and yeah, yeah, yeah green now too right yeah green's in between Greens in between. It's yeah. a blended scotch. Tell you what I don't like? The double black. It's too – I thought yeah. I, I – I, someone – I think Joel gave it to me for Christmas, so this is embarrassing now. But it's um, it's too – like you really taste the wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you really – no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, you're it's like, 70% oh. proof and 80% barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like blowing a lumberjack. I can taste the Kentucky guy. It's disgusting. <laughs> did I just blow a guy from Kentucky no. with three teeth? Or did I have some? Kentucky uh, what is this? Bourbon. Kentucky is bourbon. <laughs> Whatever it is. Scotch. It's easier uh, to blow it. It's easier to blow a scotch when he's in a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> you know when he's ready. I think it's hysterical that three of the two of the best comics I know and me. And we went right for the dick joke right away. <laughs> it was we're, no wasting time. Because we're professionals, buddy. All right. We know who's watching. <laughs> we know who's watching. Speaking of jokes, do you have a street joke for us? Yes, they asked me. This is a very horrible street joke. I'm going to tell it. it. Okay. So uh, there's a, you might have heard it. So there's a family, um, a husband, wife, a little boy, and a puppy. And they're all playing on a giant cliff, having a beautiful picnic. And it's rocks for miles down, but they're having a wonderful picnic. The little boy throws a ball to the dog. The ball goes past the dog, starts going for the edge of the cliff. The dog jumps to grab the ball. He's going to fall over the cliff. The dad runs, jumps, grabs the dog before he's going to go over the cliff. He starts going over the cliff. The mother runs, jumps, grabs the father. 
he, they're all, now all three of them are about to go up the cliff. The little boy runs over, goes to grab the father, the mother, and the dog. They slip out of his hands. They tumble to the end of the mountain, and they die. And he's just standing there, and he's looking down at them, and he's crying. And a man comes along. He's like, son, is something wrong? He's like, yeah, I was playing ball with my dog, and I threw it. And the dog jumped over the cliff, and my dad went and jumped the dog. And then my mom went to grab my dad, and then I went to grab them. They fell, and they went down to the bottom of the rocks of the cliff, and they're all dead. And the man pulls his pants down, pulls his underwear down, puts his hand on the kid's shoulder and says, son, that's not the worst thing that's going to happen today. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've heard that other ways. Like, they were all drowned. Right. And, and, but it, and I've heard it where the guy takes his pants down and goes, kid, this just ain't your day. Your day. Yeah. <laughs> that's a better way to say it, probably. It's <laughs> uh, a horrible a joke. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, here's the thing when you get a bunch of comics together you always go for the throat on the jokes i had to i was at uh, a party and it was like tom cotter al ducharme spanky Kevin oh, God. it's all the all the upper west side guys who <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and we're all at this party and we're all telling stories about coming close to or pooping our pants and we started laughing. We're like, we're supposed to be the elite comics right, and this, in the country. This... And what is making us giggle like little kids? Poop. The fact that Downey almost pooped himself in a cornfield. Well, yeah. if you put comedians in a room together, if you put a comedian on stage, the other comedians in the room will be going, oh, I can't believe he did that. Yeah. Oh, can you believe? But then yeah. you put them together in the back, and they're all telling the worst jokes, going, that's fucking great. That's yeah, yeah. All the that. audience members would be going, I can't believe he told that. <laughs> and the and the cleaner the comic, the filthier he is off stage. That's oh, what I've learned too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you heard what if you heard what they were saying off stage, you'd be running for your car. Right, right. <laughs> that's what Panette used to say in the green room, because we'd have the most bizarre horrible conversations of just the funniest stuff to make each other laugh. He goes, Timmy, if the audience ever heard us in the green room, they'd go running for their cars. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Oh, there's my buddy. Uh, so you opened for John for, for a while, right? A lot of years? A lot of years. I opened for about five and a half years. Five, and I wrote I wrote three spe two specials with them. I can't, I can't imagine how yeah. much fun you must have had in those. Oh, years. it was, it was, it was, it was either the best time or the worst time. That's all I could say. It was okay, always, but it was a lot in between. I'll tell you a funny story. He, uh, he was working at Governor's here in Long Island, and I was middling for him. And I don't know why. I don't know how I got the gig, but he's so funny, man. He comes up to me and he goes, "Listen, I was doing Thursday through Sunday. He was just doing Friday Saturday, that kind okay. of thing. Mm -hmm. So I was getting paid till Sunday." So Saturday night, he takes me aside. He says, listen, I want to tell you something. He said, I know you're a headliner. I know that you don't normally middle, but I have a thing, and I do it for everybody. I don't want to offend you. I know. Yeah, yeah. I tip $100 to the opening acts. I give the opening but I don't want you to be offended by me because you're not going to get it till tomorrow when you get paid, but I don't. I don't want you to be, I'm like, I'm not offended. Give it to me right now. That's <laughs> not taken. Yeah. He was great. He was no, so great. He was so giving. Yeah, he, used to, he did for me when I started really working with him a lot in writing. He's like, I'm going to make sure you get paid as a really great headliner on the road with me, plus a bonus so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Oh so God. I, he, yeah, I mean. I mean, I remember seeing him. And, his, and the, the other thing that you, I know you must have loved was, he had his audience. He had oh, yeah. a huge and following. They were so giving. They were in oh, the yeah, yeah. His oh, audience, yeah. Regan the same way, Brian Regan the same mm. way. Their audiences loved comedy. They didn't go to a show and go, when's Brian coming out? When? No, they went to a show to have a good fucking night. Oh, yeah. and, and, and they knew if you were going on before, both of them, Regan or, or, or Panette, if this guy must be good because he's working with John. Right. John you know? used to, John was such a gentleman when he would do, and I have video of it. Uh, he, we, he would actually introduce me off stage. So I would get it. So it was, it was a seal of approval. Yeah. Approval. Like this guy is my guy. He's one of my right. good friends. First he'd make fun of me for five minutes. And, right, then right, he would, right. and then he would do like the fun, have the whole audience be laughing. And he's, and, and he was like, please let, you know, and then I'd go out and have a, you know, a great time, a great set yeah. and bring him up. 
Um, but he didn't have to do that. I've opened for no. a lot of people that don't do that. And right. he's like, no, he said, I'm doing it. He said, he told me that um, Sinatra did that for him once. Yep. Sinatra introduced. Yep. Are you serious? Sinatra's guy or Sinatra would make a video. Like, yeah, he said uh, guys like that did that for him. So he he always tried to pass that on. He said, he, and he opened up for everybody. Like he opened up for people. I was like, you opened for that. I mean, Michael Bolton, he used to fly around on a jet with Michael Bolton when Michael Bolton was at the height of Michael Bolton, you know? Michael Bolton's a metalhead, too, so he's yeah. probably actually fun to hang with. He you know, said, he's a cool guy, Michael Bolton. Yeah, he said he was great, and he said, I open, you know, he's open to stadiums. He's like, there's nothing harder than walking out to a million people that are there to see somebody else and make them laugh, you know? <laughs> yeah. He yeah. had great Sinatra see... stories. <laughs> really? Uh, I'm going to say great. Go I ahead, used to stay with him with Sinatra. I said, how did you know when to end your set? Did you have like a timer? Light? He goes, he goes, you ended your set. You never knew how long you were going to do. You ended your set when you got a little like light on the side, a little flashlight. And it was Mr. Sinatra with his, his longtime manager uh, wow. fixing his tie. And he's like, uh-huh. and they just go like this. He goes, you could be in the middle of a joke. As soon as you saw that, you're like, thank you. Good night. And then you ran off stage. <laughs> really? Yeah. He said it could be five minutes. It could be 30 minutes. You didn't know. You didn't know when he felt like, whenever he felt like walking down to get the, to start and get on stage is when they did. It. I mean, that imagine that to me is show business saying you open for Sinatra. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I know. You know, I mean, what, what could be, there's not much you could say after that. Like, no, it's just Sinatra. It's Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's, how you holding up with this? Oh, I'm like everybody else. You know, I'm just trying to get meat and toilet paper like the rest of us. You know, <laughs> just, just looking to eat and wipe my ass. I get toilet paper. I act like I'm a hot shot, like I'm Bill Gates or something. I'm like, yeah, look what I got. Look what I got. I might just blow my nose with it. That's how crazy I feel today. <laughs> see we didn't really get uh we didn't get nailed in pa as bad as you guys did oh um, really like there yeah, was well, a shortage but like i go to sam's club i buy a case of toilet paper no problem yeah i went to try to get uh paper towels at, at uh costco they were all out they only had toilet paper one day i um i went to this deli near where i live i'm not gonna say where because then everyone's gonna run there um but i knew there was a shelf they had like way on top. And every time I went in this deli, they had toilet paper there, right? So I knew. It, I said, I no yeah. one's gonna ever go to a deli to get toilet paper. So one day, my, my wife's like, we're almost out. I go, I'm, we're fine. I got this. And I go to the deli <laughs> and they got like 50 rolls of toilet paper on this top shelf. And the guy goes, Can I help you? I go, Yeah, can you help me get like the rolls down from and he looks at me. And he goes, how many you want? I go, like 10. And he starts laughing. And he gets the toilet paper down. And the other guys start laughing. I go, I go, you guys are laughing because I came here to get toilet paper. And they go, no, we had that shelf open for years. We didn't know what to do with it. That's our toilet paper for the deli. So go, and he goes, nobody's ever thought to look up and see it. You're the first guy. And I'm like, well, I go, how much is it? They're like, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I got three kids. I'm homeschooling. About oh, how old, how old? Uh, six. No, oh. no. I'm sorry. Four, six, and eight. Wow. Or yeah. nine. Aiden's nine. Sorry. I have wow. a four and a All six. Right. Hopefully, yeah. Aiden's not watching. Yeah, he's fine. Daddy doesn't love me. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but, but he loved Daddy's joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a four and a six, man. It's rough. Yeah, this homeschooling is really it, getting to me, man. Hard. Yeah, it's not easy. I, is it, I is joke it? around. I think I'm busier now than I was when we were working and out on the road, because at least on the road, you had downtime. No, there's no downtime anymore. Zero downtime. Man. No. I went, I literally ran up here from outside. They were outside. I'm like, I got to get inside. Everybody get inside. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm, I really feel bad for you guys. I've been drinking since noon. <laughs> so have we. Trust me, Richie. So have we. <laughs> But you're still working, right? You're working like you you're one of those comics who has other things going on. It's uh I've been lucky. I lost a lot um like everybody else did. You know, I lo- I was uh, I was supposed to go on this uh two and a half month tour for scarymommy.com. Um all theaters all across the country, everything was booked. Uh and then that all got canceled obviously with everything else. And um 
So I uh, I have my writing job. I write for um, iHeartRadio. Right. So I still have that, which is happening. But um, and then what happened was I started getting uh, – someone one day emails me, I have a sales team and I want to do a comedy show during the sales meeting on Zoom. Would you do it? And I was like, no. And then I'm like, that's not how comedy is supposed to be done. And then I like, I didn't write. At first, I'm like thinking that. I said, my wife, my wife's like, what else are you doing? I'm like, you're right. I'm like, let me. So I just said, I'll do it for X amount of dollars. He's like, okay, I'll Venmo you. So I did like 20 minutes on the guy's. I just logged into his thing and just went right into jokes. How my, hard, Mark's done a few. I I haven't really done it, and I'm nervous. Um, it. It's uh, it, some have been great. Some have been awesome. And then I've had one or two that are a little awkward because what happens if no one knows each other, they don't know whether to laugh. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they don't yeah. know each other. It's like, I did one where like everybody, I did one where everybody was, except for three people were meeting each other that at that moment. It was a sales team from all across the country. So no right. one even knew who it, I did one for 150 teachers last week. It was, they all logged on. It was like pages of people on the zoom meeting. And that <laughs> went off. That went awesome. I just stayed on the one page. It was, Three women laughing so hard, I just focused on them like this the whole time, like it was and, a club. See, but you you hit the magic words there in 20 minutes. I mean, Mark's telling me people want 40, 45. I yeah. think that's too much. I do 30. 30 is my – I cut off. I'll say I do – I charge between 20 and 25 and 30. I usually do 30. I did one where I did 35, but that's because in the middle of it, they stopped, start, stopped to ask me questions about my career because they looked me up. They want to know about – all this stuff, like, did you interview this person? I'm like, yeah, like it was very funny, and I just started answering yeah. questions. I'm like, you just so you guys know, this is all on the clock. They're like, oh, it's fine. We want to ask you questions. <laughs> That's awesome. I did, I, mean, I did one. Had, go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. One, I logged on, and uh, I logged on, and they said they keep it clean. I'm like, yeah, I'm always clean, and then it pops up, and it's twelve children. I was like, oh, see, I have a thing about that. I immediately write no kids. And I tell them when they ask me, I, I also say uh, no. So like I had one show. It was like three days, four days before the show. And then I get a, I get a, a, a message. Hey, can you not talk about certain things? And she starts listing all these things like, you know, sex or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't want to feel edited. I don't want to feel at all. This is stressful enough and hard enough to do. I don't mm -hmm. want to have to think the whole time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if this was a real corporate for your company and you were paying me three to five thousand dollars, I'd be oh. up there and dance like a monkey in a dress right, for you. Right, right, no right. problem. Right. But I charge 150 bucks that you Venmo me. I'm right. gonna go up there. I'm gonna. I'm just trying to have a good time in my bedroom. So, right. um, she right. was like, totally understand. She goes, it's, I watched your act. It's not you. It's I'm afraid of my HR. Someone says that someone goofs around, likes your joke afterwards, and HR heals it and was like, what happened? So I just wrote, hey, man, if you want to do a private show with them and not do it through, through your work and just – so we ended up doing a private show instead. She had more people on, and I got to say whatever I wanted. And, right. I don't and I don't curse or all. No, I just right. Don't. And, and you're right. I mean, whenever I do a corporate or something, they tell you stand on your hand, you stand on your hands, you know. If but you're right. I got enough. too much shit to deal with right now. Yeah, I have three kids screaming behind me in the bedroom. Right. They're all they're all locked, you know, tied up to the radiator, so they won't run up here in the middle of Daddy's show. You know, I'm like, I don't, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm, not, I don't have time for this. Like, and it's funny because after the show, I said to the girl, "Would that have been too much for HR?" And then one of the women was an HR person from another company watching. She's like, "The end." When you were talking about like sex with your wife, even though it's not dirty, people might repeat the joke and then someone will get in trouble and i'm like i go i want you guys to all look in the windows at each other you are grown-ass adults this is sad if you 30 yeah. somethings can't handle a, a joke where i say you know i say i tied my wife up for her anniversary and then i went to hooters for dinner if that's too much for you yeah you know yeah. I, I mean don't, don't first of all first of all that's technically it. a great joke it's but tremendous. i don't <laughs> yeah, <it's> tremendous <laughs> So I, I and she agreed. She's like, no, it's not you. It's just there's always one person that ruins it. So I, that's my right away. No kids. You know, that's I, I think it. HR uh, people need to say, you know, that, you know, there was one person who was offended. So we fired them. Right. Exactly. And... Do you really want to work with that person? <laughs> I would, who wants yeah. to work with the one person that took the joke the wrong way? Oh, <laughs> you know what happened to me once? I was doing a, a uh, corporate gig, I think in Michigan. And it was it was like suits. 
it was like one of these places where they had a a, a warehouse. So you had the the lower class workers, oh, yeah. uh -huh. and, the, and you had the suits, They're and never the twain shall meet. But in this situation, there's always that one party where everybody from the company it, it comes together, uh -huh. and half of them are all in gorgeous suits. And the other half are also wearing jeans and got tattooed. You know those shows where you you laugh and you're like, <laughs> "You guys are the mechanics, right?" You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. How often does Sal get to hang with, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, Leonardo. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm doing the show, and there's a guy in the front, drunk, heckling the shit out of me, just killing me, won't shut up, and people are getting angry. And that's the worst thing about corporates is you guys know that know. when the other people are in the room, a part of a company, like if an audience gets mad, it's one thing. But when they get, they're mad at the other person, now it's a whole weird vibe. Cause it's oh, a yeah, 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 yeah. So at one point I go to the guy, where do you work? And he told me his division. And I go, I go, man, I would kill to be a fly on the wall in your boss's office on Monday morning. when, you, when <laughs> and, and, and everybody went crazy. I go, cause he's going to ream you out. And everybody goes crazy after the show. Some guy comes up to me and he goes, he says, hey, great show, man. I go, thanks. He goes, you know who I am? I go, no. He goes, I'm that guy's boss. And you <laughs> want to be a fly on the fucking wall on Monday. <laughs> oh, he was so pissed. It was In so that moment, you should have bought him a drink. To I should have had deal. a book on speaker. <laughs> Listen, when you're doing a live show corporate, you'll deal with anything just to get that check. That check's yeah. always so nice, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we had Vic Henley on, and he said that he goes, "Well, it's a corporate gig, and you're paying me enough money. Yeah, you do did. whatever you want. I won't Yo. swear. I won't do whatever. Sure. But if I'm playing your basement, I'm doing whatever to. Yeah, because <laughs> his point, he was making a point. He played uh, Juniors and Erie. Yeah, uh, I have and, new owners now, and Juniors wouldn't let you curse. And yeah. Vic didn't know, and Vic showed up the first night, and they're like, "Well, and he was replacing somebody last night." Yeah. He was so and they're like, listen, you can't curse. And he was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, no. The and he was like, listen, you know, I'll help you. Get, go get somebody else. I'm not going to. This is a comedy club. I'm not right. listening to that. Yeah, and, for your, and for your $400 headlining pay in yeah. Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah. These people don't get it. It's like, ugh, go <laughs> open a church. And I love, I actually really love the owners of Juniors. And I love the club. It was great. But the. People in the audience would come up to you after, and they'd be like, "Can you believe that they won't let you fucking curse?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's Erie, Pennsylvania. It's fucking... They're like, "I'm an adult. Don't tell me what I can and can't listen to." Negative you know thirty I mean? degrees oh, with eight feet of snow. I think they're okay with the word "fuck." Do you yeah. want to hear a, <laughs> a great one with the same thing? I do a corporate. It's a private holiday party all the way up. It's almost Canada. We were like eight feet from Canada oh. on a on a on an Indian oh. like Indian casino reservation. I had to fly up to Albany, and then a prop plane took me from Albany. Like sat oh. four people, flew me into this oh. casino. Security picks me up. They're like a security detail that picks me up. I go, what do I need this? They go, oh, well, it's dangerous on the reservation. You know, we were on a reservation. Like, you know, we don't want you to go to the wrong spot. They'll shoot you for trespassing. I'm like, what? What did I get? What did, they get? What did my manager get me into? <laughs> so they take me to the casino. The hotel's nice. I stay in a nice hotel. They pick the same security details, picks me up. I'm like thinking I'm going to a nice place to do a show. There's like a, like a roadhouse bar, like, like literally from the movie Roadhouse. That's where the corporate was held for all the employees that work on the and you reservation had to be nice until it was time to not be not nice. be nice so i get there i'm like this is bananas i'm dressed like you know me i look like a gay accountant 24 7 right so i'm just like they're like when did they're like did gay tech support come like i mean it was it was bad so i get there i never and they're like and everyone's really like looking around there's like 200 people and they're like you know the chief is here and then a guy in the corner i see a guy's like six foot six indian guy it looks like the chief. Like if there was ever a guy that looks like the chief, this guy looked like the chief. He had two twin daughters. I called them. I called them. The, I I called them the Radisson sisters. I shouldn't have done that because they were like heavy set. They were really They looked like Richie, but they had long blonde, bleach blonde hair, and they were tan, all done up. 
I like, and they stood next to him like they were his women, but they were his and they were very religious. The whole family, they was they owned a church. Oh. So I'm literally five minutes before I'm gonna go up. I'm not joking. I have my thing out. I'm sweating. I'm sweating because I'm afraid I'm something. Someone's going to sexually assault me. It's gonna be a 48 hours show. Like I have the whole thing in my head. Like I could already hear the narrator. Like they found me in the ravine on the Canadian border. Like you if, know, if Ned Beatty did comedy. Yeah, my head was scalped and my and my anus was penetrated, like the whole thing. So I'm reading the thing and this beautiful blonde woman walks up to me like, and she's very nervous. I go, can I help you? She goes, I'm the chief's assistant. I go, okay. She goes, I needed to give you this list of words you're not allowed to say. I'm like, what? She's like, and she hands me. I'm like, you guys hired me. You saw my tape. You went, th- we went through the whole process. I, I so that she, so it was like every word. You know, in my act, I, I I look at it. I had like an hour prepared. I'm like, all right, I got I got 18 minutes now. Wow. <laughs> so I look at the girl. I go, I'm freaking out. I'm like, she's like, no, not this. No, not this. No, not this. Okay, you can't do this. No. They're like ripping my pages. I'm like, what? The? So I just look at them finally. And only a comic that's been doing it long enough says. I just looked at. It, I go, hey, is there a wireless mic? And she goes, yeah. I go, we'll be fine. And then I just threw my book down. <laughs> I did my 20 minutes of clean and then I went right into the mullets, right into the mullets, right into the mullets. I see there's no dental plan at this casino. Sir. Ah, what are you laughing at? And I just went off for 40 and I was so angry about it. I get a standing ovation. The freaking chief hugs me at the end of the night. And I'm like, someone just get me to the airport. I just oh. need to get out of here. Those gigs are so weird, man. Oh, those gigs when you, you worry that much and then they, they give you, they love you. And you're like, nah, nah. Nah, you blew it. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I remember calling my manager the next morning. I'm like, I'm like, if they want me again, it's $1,000 more. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to tell a funny story about you. Uh, about, geez, I guess six, seven months ago, Mark, I'm sitting in a bar. I know it's hard to believe. No. Sit in a bar. Not you, so. Richie. No. It's, it's like 1.30 in the morning, and I get a message. Oh, <laughs> from Crumpia. And he's like, what, what, uh, who's your favorite Oz? Was that you or was that what you said? Hold on. No, I te- I messaged you. I'm standing next to Dr. Oz right now. Hold on. Hold on. I got it right here. I got oh, it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I don't. But you said. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Let me pull it up. Maybe you I can. You said I'm at Elvis Duran's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it, it's one in the morning, Mark. I'm at Elvis Duran's wedding. It's a Friday night, Saturday morning. It was the your it was boss, the it was the pre-party. Yeah, and but that your boss is standing next to me, and he's a hell of a dancer. Oh yeah, yeah. He was cutting it up, man. Yeah. Me and my wife were watching Dr. Oz. We're like, man, look at him. <laughs> so, so I'm like, what the hell? Where are you? It's what and he goes, I'm at Elvis Duran's wedding. And I'm like, how? Oh. And I know yeah. you work for Elvis, and I love Elvis. Yeah, he's Elvis the best. Elvis and Oz are very close. They're yeah, good friends. Uh, he spoke at his wedding. He did a very beautiful speaking at his ceremony. It was it was amazing. Did he really? God, the man will take a mic anywhere. I mean, wonderful. I mean, everyone was uh, – he, he was amazing. <laughs> so that's Friday night slash Saturday morning. So now, Saturday that day, the next day, it's like noon. One, I'm at the bank, and I get a text from Tom Kelly. Ah, uh, And he said – Who's your favorite Oz? No, he says, who's your favorite person at the Dr. Oz show? And I wrote, Dr. Oz. Yeah. And he writes, okay, his wife's going to be pissed. And I go, why? He goes, because I'm with her right now. And I told her, she said that you'd say her. Uh. And I go, I go, no, no, no. She's my favorite Oz. You said, <laughs> who's your favorite person at the Dr. Oz show? show. That's right. I go, I like- this is so weird. I go, why are you with them? And he writes, I'm at Elvis Duran's wedding. I'm like, how fucking long is this wedding? <laughs> it was, we got there on a Thursday. <laughs> Let me tell you, the That's pre-party, the first party, the Friday night, was yeah. like one of the best parties I've ever, I, Elvis told me that. It Elvis. was, it was beyond, and I'm like, Elvis, this is the, the most amazing place I've ever been to. The guy from Game of Thrones that created Game of Thrones created this place. He owns it. He lives in Santa Fe. Oh. It was Our, his face, so it was three hours earlier. Uh, what was it called? My wife will remember. My wife, you know, was like in heaven. It was 
I mean, and the wedding was amazing too. The wedding was unbelievable. But the pre-party to me was like but, something I'd never seen before. Now Elvis comes on the show and I tell him the story. And I go, I said, I feel like every time I turn around, somebody was writing me about your wedding, Elvis. And he goes, oh yeah, it was great. I go, but here's my question. Why wasn't I invited? <laughs> I was lucky to be invited. I mean, it was a great weekend. He's such a gracious person. He goes, you know what he said? He goes, you really think if you showed up, I would have turned you away? <laughs> yeah. He's such a no, good guy. And he wouldn't. He's such a good guy. He invited us. I got the invitation. I'm like, I think they messed up. <laughs> yeah. Like, and my yeah. wife, so funny, because as soon as we got the, the save the date, she's like, date saved. And then when we got the invitation, it tells you like where it is and what the day. My wife, I'm not joking, four minutes later, picks up the phone, calls the hair salon in the hotel, book, <laughs> books a room, books an appointment for her hair, her nails. Every, you know, if you know my wife, you know, she, so she I hangs up the phone her. and she goes like this. She goes, watch. She goes, watch. I'm going to I got the first appointments. Literally two months later, she gets a call from the hotel. Like, can you switch your times around? We're getting inundated. With all these people calling, no one can get a hair appointment. My wife goes, no, that's why I called two months ago and then hangs up the phone. Like a true New Yorker, like a true girl from Queens. No, that's why I called two months ago. That's their problem. Funky. Gee, what a shock. You get inundated at a gay wedding. Yeah, of hair and makeup and nails. She had it done twice. She had Friday and then Saturday was a whole revisit. Plus, this wedding cost me a fortune, Richie. It cost me a fortune. I bet. So tell tell us what you do for Elvis. Well, I don't I I don't do it for Elvis. I write for um for iHeart. I write my own radio show, and then some people use stuff. I just know Elvis from from iHeart. Okay. Explain this to me. So you you write your own. So I used to work for a company before I worked for iHeart, and we did radio programming. We did song parodies. We did um com all the comedy bits like so and they, it would, were, they would, it would go out to radio stations around the country yeah yeah like so i worked with david brody who's one of the elvis producers i worked yeah. closely with him he was the first person i met right so that's what i did and then we moved over then uh iheart offered me and tom and our whole comedy department uh some people left and then i went and contacted iheart and i was like i want to work for the iheart radio so me and Tom were like, we have this. And they're like, no, we know who you are. And then we basically just left our old company and went work work for them because we wanted to work for them. That must be incredibly pressure filled, but a, a lot of fun too. Yeah, it's every it's it's I you know, I started doing it 16 years ago. I've been there for five something years, but I've had a relationship with Elvis for years. But he's like such a genius, like I can't tell you, like that guy's on a whole other level of doing a radio show. In fact, if you listen now, they're doing it from their home. Yeah, and he's yeah. never been better. Like he's like on fire. Like it's like he feels like he needs to bring everybody together, and he's on well, fire. That's and I, cool. yeah, he's like a he's he's like a special. His wedding, he gave a car away at his wedding. Do you know that? <laughs> it's such a radio thing. Dude, he had a car. He had a brand new. I'm not kidding. Because you got into the most beautiful room you've ever seen in your life. It was like something. There was a shopping center he set up after the ceremony. You came out to a shopping center. Like all the stuff my wife was buying in town all week for top dollar was free at Elvis's wedding. I looked at her, I'm like, you're returning all that shit. And just get, he had like a, you got bags and you could fill it up with trinkets. Just trinkets. color has a yeah. chance like, to win the new the Caligula called, he's pissed. Yeah, he gave away, he gave away um, a Mini Cooper, a four door Mini Cooper Super Sport. What? Leather, not like a cheap one, like the best one you can get was in the corner of a room. <laughs> And it said, this will be raffled off tonight. <laughs> Call in so now. we stayed, of course. Like, no one left the wedding four minutes before the music. It's like, Jackson, so my wife's like, I remember I, my stomach wasn't feeling good because I had drank so much earlier in the day. And I'm like, I'm like, hon, we got we to gotta get up at six in the morning to get home. She's like, I want to know who's winning that car. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, so then, uh. <laughs> Did you guys have a raffle? Were you in? Did you Everybody, every guest had a raffle. <laughs> they just reached in a name at the end. <laughs> and a guy from Staten Island won. No. Yeah. And then Elvis is so cool, of course. He's like, oh, by the way, don't think we're going to make you pay tax and to get it back to Staten Island. I'm paying for that, too. Wow. So he not only won it, he had the car shipped for you. I'm I like, thought, this I is it was just too much. After It was too much. 
it was the most loving weekend. Everybody, it was so funny because it was like New York fell on the small Santa Fe, which is a small country, you know, southwestern yeah. town, amazing town. And like, it's, it was just funny. It's like all these New Yorkers walking down the street, you know, wife beaters and stuff. It was just, no, no, like, but it's just like, you know, it was amazing. And it was like, everybody was like perfect. I guess I, I met all these strangers that I became best friends with. Like you have to feel like you're in the business when you're at a wedding like that though. Like you must've felt Well, like yeah. I mean, there was a lot like of Hollywood. There was a lot. I mean, Dr. Oz, I mean, I've always felt like I was in the business, Richie. No, but I mean, I, you know, you know when I felt like I wasn't in the business? When half the wedding called me to tell me how great a wedding it was. <laughs> Even Chris Roach had a reaction to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, what? That's our Chris Roach. I can see. It's a lot of Chris Roach. It's a lot. of. It's hard to get rid of Chris Roach. You ever see the movie You're Beethoven? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the dog? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much... The Chris Roach, Roach. quote. <laughs> Dude, that is a great story, man. Uh, Elvis's oh wedding God. was great, man. It was, it was, it was bananas. It was like, it's like one of those things you'll never get to do again. And I'm like, I think that's why he invited us. He's like, they'll never get to do this again. Let them come to the wedding. <laughs> Kristen doesn't get out at all, you know. <laughs> How's she doing, by the way? She's good. She's downstairs. I'm sure angry about something. <laughs> How long have you been married? Uh, almost eleven years. Okay. Wow. Yeah, maybe yeah. right around the same time. You guys yeah, time got married. Kids. Mark's wedding was not too far, like a year after mine, maybe. Yep. Yeah. And your brother was our DJ. Yeah, my brother DJ and MC'd your wedding. Yep. If you ever anybody ever needs a DJ, you hire him because then you can tell everybody that it's Billy Zabka from Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that he got through the he got laid so many times in the eighties because of that? I believe it. Yeah. Your brother Mark, looks you... like a bad guy in every 80s movie. Yeah, my brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 80s, he was, I remember he'd be like, don't I look like the guy from Karate Kid? I'm like, you're so full of yourself. <laughs> yeah, how many? You have a lot of brothers and sisters, right? Yeah, I have four sisters and a brother. Wow. And then, One... and then I have a stepsister I grew up with and uh, step two stepbrothers. Wow. Yeah, big family. Big Holy family. shit. And you grew up across from the Amityville Horror House. I grew up around the block. Yeah, my brother lives in the house directly across the street from the Amibahara house. Yeah, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, year, back in the eighties, I was <laughs> I, I wasn't living in Long Island. I was on tour with this show, a play, and we went to the Amityville Horror House. We found it. We were working out in Amityville, and we it was like five of us from the cast, and we're standing outside the house. Timmy, that's right here. We're standing outside the house, and we're like, you can feel a vibe, man. You can feel it. <laughs> It was a creepy back then too. It had the it had the wrought iron fence back then. But then wait, no, but then some post office, some uh, mailman comes up and he goes, You guys here because of the Amityville Horror House? We're like, Yeah, he goes, It's down the street. <laughs> we went wrong house. Around Halloween time, my brother sends people down the block because he just people just line up and he's like, It's the wrong house. It's the wrong house. <laughs> But it's the right house. Well, the house now is gorgeous. It's like a, you know. Make a left with the goblin. Yeah. <laughs> People on Halloween think my brother's house is the horror house because he decorates it so crazy. My brother has one of those houses that people come for miles to see because oh, wow. it's like got a light show and like smoke and it's crazy. People just line up down the block to trick or treat. He has things that come down at you as you walk up the path. It's nuts. But the horror house is really across the street. <laughs> it's the $2 million <laughs> house across the street on the water. It's like beautiful. Hey, Jack Hoffman just wrote into he said he said you guys are all wedding rookies. I celebrate forty three on on May fifteenth. Wow! Wow! Congratulations! Jack, congrats! Hopefully they make it with this quarantine. Is that the same woman? <laughs> if you're married two or three times, you get to add how many yeah. years you've actually yeah. been married. I it think so. Counts. It all counts. It's, it's like algebra, like. Jack's a good man. Do you know Jack? You know Jack Hoffman, right? He's good yeah, I think so. My good episode guy. of uh, uh, Live at Gotham, I steal his drink on camera. Oh, really? I'm on the shoulder, and I stole his drink, chugged it down, then put it down left. I have a great Live at Gotham story when I was on. Yes, tell Before it. Before my computer goes out. My computer needs a plug. 
Um, Thanks for being prepared. There. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a full, I've gone down a full battery with you guys. You're looking at it. You're looking at it. You're going, ah, how long can I be He's on? He's going to tell the story and then his computer's going to yeah. die. And we're I, have have 20, I have 20, I have 22% ready to tell this story. All right. Um, <laughs> so live at Gotham, right? I'm doing live at Gotham. I'm all pumped. I got my set ready. And the host is Craig Carton. Remember from the morning show? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's in jail. Yes. So I'm like, gee, why is Craig Carton hosting a comedy show? Last week, they had a comic host the comedy show. Now we got Craig Carton hosting the comedy show. So he's now downstairs in the green room. You know, they have you in the bar waiting. And he's pounding. We start talking. ends up we had a lot of the same friends in radio. My first boss on radio, he was his, his son's roommate in college. Like, we would, like, hit it off. But I'm like, hey, man, how would you? He goes, I don't have anything prepared. He goes, I've never done comedy in my life. I just have a thing with access, and they want to see me, so they they put me on this. And I'm like, oh, that's going to work out great for a live comedy. Like, he doesn't realize just getting drunk going up there. So now I'm like, God, I hope I'm not first on the show, which they oh, do no. the, the thing, and they're like, you're first. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> You're going to be the warm-up. So now Craig Carton's drunk, never done stand-up before, and we're about to go live. So he goes up for the 12 or whatever minutes he has to do in the beginning. And you could hear, I mean, it was like, and the audience was pumped. What Drew, Drew Frazier does the um, warm-up or whatever. Oh, Who does great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the audience was on fire. I'm like, yeah. no, one, no one can mess this up. Well, he took it to a place that only someone who's never done comedy before that was drunk could take it to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just as they're about, so they bring me to my spot. You know the spot they bring you to before they bring you up. Drew Frazier's now in between. The commercial comes on, and he, Craig Carton runs off stage. Drew runs up. Drew looks at me down like this. Down, he looks at me and he goes, <laughs> "But the best part was Aaron Foley, who I love more than anything. You know, there's no Aaron. Yeah, Aaron no. Foley, she's on the show. Aaron's she puts." She lived in LA at the time, but she's a New York. She was a New York comic. Yeah. She puts her hand on my shoulder, both her hands on my shoulder. As I'm standing in my spot, she leans in. She goes, "Hey." She turns me around. She looks me right in the eye. She goes, "Hey, I would never say this to somebody who is about to do a live comedy set, but don't worry, you'll get them back." <laughs> <laughs> and that is the only thing that snapped me out of the part of me having a mental breakdown of oh. Drew going. <laughs> And I just start cracking up. She goes, don't worry, you'll get them back. <laughs> and you know when you prepare for like a set, for like a TV, a television show, it's like very like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Well, I immediately changed the first three minutes of my act. Yeah. Because I'm like, I want, the, I'm like, I'm going right for the yeah. juggler and I'm going to do things that I know aren't going to get a laugh right away. I'm just going to bang them over the head with quick ones. And then I said, my third joke is going to get an applause. And my third joke got an applause. But it took, if you didn't, like people that were at the show were like, I, I remember Chris and Chris and um, uh, and his brother were like, and uh, Steve, were, the Mazzillis were like, that was awesome. I'm like, yeah, but it took me two of my 10 minutes, uh, three, uh, three of my 10 minutes to really get that to work again. So if you watch the tape, the first three minutes, like I've sent that tape out to, to bookers because I kill the rest of it. They're like, yeah, the first three minutes is weird. I, if I didn't watch after that, I wouldn't have known to book you or not. And I'm like, yeah, but well, you didn't know what went up before me to know what that miracle yeah. was. There was a miracle that happened yeah. there. <laughs> and it, See, Mark and, and I both were lucky because uh, we I we both had comics. Right. The night we yeah. I had Boozler. Like, I was I, afraid to follow her. She was yeah, yeah, I had Brewer. You had Brewer. Oh. Yeah, Brewer was on like the two you were on like two weeks before me, then it was like That's Brewer, Billy Gardell, like someone was on the host. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, can I get one of those cats? I mean, <laughs> I would have taken. I, I would have taken Rich at that point. <laughs> I would have taken ten minutes of Roach. Yeah, can we? What would Chris Roach do if he saw this happen? <laughs> that would have been Joe. better. That's my favorite thing. So, Joey, don't we have a clip from Tim doing? We do have a Tim Crumpy clip. Let's play a little stand-up. I don't believe you. 
I am. And marriage is very difficult. If you're not married, I'll let you know. You really, it's all about working on the relationship. That's what we do constantly. And me and my wife, we do. We, that's all we do. We work on it because we're totally different people, complete opposites with everything. It's like, it's like I'm a morning person and she's an alcoholic. So, yeah, she goes a couple of pops. She goes right to crazy town. She really does. Guys, you ever feel your woman angry next to you? And you didn't do it, you don't even know what happened. You just know she's angry. She's smiling to everybody else, but you know you're in trouble. That's like every day for me. This just happened last week. My best friend and, uh, and his girlfriend and me and my wife went to a restaurant and in the middle of dinner, my best friend gets on one knee and starts to propose. We had no idea. In the middle of the proposal, he starts to cry, really sweet, very emotional. I just look over at my wife. I see her smiling, grinding her teeth. She had a little tear running down her eye and I thought, uh-oh. She's not crying because he's crying. She's crying because she's mad that I didn't cry when I proposed to her. So I knew as soon as we got alone, it was on. It was on. As soon as the valet shut the door of the car, why didn't you cry, Timmy? Why didn't you cry? Robin cried. Why didn't you cry? One tear, one freaking tear. Why? I'm like, listen, I've been crying every day since, okay? You win. That's a great bit. That was the third joke. Bingo! Really? Yeah, that's the one that I, I just flipped in and I said, this one will get them. And I actually shortened it. That joke's way longer. I cut everything. I cut that's everything in half. Such yeah. a good bit, dude. No, well, you, know what you know what happened to me? I went last on my show and the three comics before me absolutely destroyed. I mean, there was not one comic where you went, is someone going to take it easy? And when I went up, I had a bit because that show, they laugh so much. Drew does such a great job. People were telling me, if they, you have nine minutes or whatever, practice six because the, you're going to get so many laughs. Right, 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 right. That don't, don't think of it as nine minutes. But I had one bit that I really wanted to close with. And as I'm doing the act, I realized I'm never going to get to that bit. You right, know what right. I mean? And, I really, and all of a sudden, it was like a gift from God. They ran short. And, and the, uh, the assistant director starts going, like that. and I'm like Stretch. oh yeah and I got the end right on the bit and bam it killed it was wow. so great good like, night yeah. Yeah. yeah Tim you have been a tremendous guest man oh, I mean you made this as so easy as, as it could possibly be right Mark this is I mean just ridiculous job. you, you also game? you don't know this. what no go ahead what'd you say uh, go ahead. You are our 99th guest. This was our show oh. 99. We got you in. Under so the tomorrow, we got, yes, we got you right in. We we said we got to get crowds before 100. Okay. So uh, tomorrow's our 100th show. It's a special show. We have uh, two really great guests from Trading Spaces. My old pal Doug Wilson uh -huh. and Paige Davis is coming, oh. on, which we're really thrilled about. I had a huge crush. But we on had Crumpy. She's she's still. So gorgeous. She really is. She's beautiful. So we got her tomorrow night. And uh, Tim, you were tremendous. We have to have you back. Absolutely. How about our 199th? 199th, we'll have you back. I'll see you in the but next you pandemic. Next pandemic, stay guys. On <laughs> stay on when we go off. Stay on in the backstage. Guys, thank you for watching tonight. Tomorrow night's our 100th show. Paige Davis, our big guest. Doug Wilson's going to stop in and say hi. Uh, be there tomorrow. That's Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.